0: You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at MashThoseButtons.com.
1: Tali's order to base camp. Hello? Is anyone there?
0: Tali, it's Shepard. Shepard? I'm not complaining, but you show up at the strangest times. What are you doing in the middle of Getspace? Welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm joined by Chip Locke, Audi Space Cowboys. And Corey Kurabara-Treadway. Greetings, from Space. And this is episode number 28. And today we are going to finish up on Ilium. We're finally going to do what we should have done the first thing, Go meet Liara, because really she's sort of the, the main reason that you're there. She has all the information about getting uh, meeting up with Thane, meeting up with Samara, and some other stuff. So we're going to go meet with Liara. We'll chat with her for a little bit. And then once we've got that all finished up with Ilium, we're going to jump over and reunite with our other Mass Effect 1 compatriot, Tali. So let's go ahead and get into that. Uh, I don't think there's really anything we need to recap explicitly as far as meeting liara basically you just walk up some stairs mm-hmm. and she's got her sec- secretary nixeris there and you talk to her a little bit and she's like yeah liara is this awesome data broker you should go talk to her and then you turn around and then there's liara's office and you just walk in and you start talking to liara
2: no, no, no that's not exactly what happens you forgot an important part, part. what i forget
0: she tries She she threatens
2: to kill somebody before we meet her
3: oh yeah as you're, like, walking in, she's definitely, like, threatening to kill a dude over the phone.
0: Oh, yes. Well, yeah, but that's just, like, standard, you know, like, oh, hey, like, crew for the Normandy. <laughs>
3: that's, I mean, it's not, not standard in, not Liara. Yeah. It is It is she's quite a turn for her. Hole. She has. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But it's a good It's a good intro to, to her, like, two years of character growth, I guess.
2: Yeah, because if you remember, like, last time we actually held Liara, she was still just a... She was an archaeologist, and a kind of very naive character, and now she is an information broker. And she has people like, if you don't do what she wants, she will destroy you.
0: Wait, what are you? What are you talking about? Being an information broker is just like being an archaeologist. It's just that the dead bodies don't smell as much. <laughs> All right,
3: <laughs> I would think. Okay, this is not important. Um... <laughs> no, go, actually,
2: no, no, we're, we're going to say shit, but. I,
3: well, I would think, like, as an archaeologist, the dead bodies have stopped smelling because the bacteria has done all of its work, you know? it's I
0: may I may have gotten that backwards. It's yeah. The, the, I think, yeah. It's, That's, it's the, 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 when you're an archaeologist, the bodies don't smell as much. When you're an information broker, the bodies are freshly dead, so you know, they reek.
3: It's yes. a little more wet, you know? just gross. You
2: yeah. could call it wet works.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. It smells worse on the inside. Though. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah this, this is a good intro. Um her and her like purple sorry who Oh, we'll talk about Nixarius here but like yes. I there like a theme with Asari who are more blue or less blue in terms of their behavior. I don't know, it just occurred to me.
2: I don't think
3: so. Okay.
2: I, I don't know if it's, it might be unintentional but it does seem like like, a little bit, just color, coloration, they get kind of, like, asshole-ish, or... Yeah. wrap it up.
3: Yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like a lot of the Eclipse, uh... honchos, like, the badasses, like, um... The lady whose name I've already forgotten that we fought in Samara's quest, um... She was also, like, that sort of dark blue-purple had that going on. I feel like a lot of commanders one, do. Yeah.
0: The, the head, uh, was it Wasia?
3: Yeah, Wasia, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, I want to say like, is that the, the ones who actually have a lot more Krogan or Batarian fathers? Ones,
0: oh, that might no. be it, or not. I don't know. Anyway, well, no, well, because what uh, Athida, yeah, has a Krogan father, and she's like a light blue, if I recall, right? She's
3: not. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely not. Um, not that purpley color like Nixair says. Anyway, this is not important, but just, just a random thought.
2: Speaking of not important, there's a lot of time my cat just rolled his bed off his, his cat tree and just fell on the floor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool.
3: <laughs> cool.
0: Was, so the Liara reunion, aside from the fact that if you bring former members of the Normandy, because uh, and I mentioned this before, the first time I went to meet with Liara, I brought Tali, who we'll get later, and I brought Garrus. And I was like, yeah, it's like a party. Everybody's here. And she does not acknowledge them in the least, which is yeah. disappointing because you would think like you, you you know, okay, sure. She was up one deck from the, uh, the cargo bay where everybody else was, but you know, still, I'm sure they talked, but okay. Putting that aside, at least when you meet her, she, you know, she's gl- glad to see you. She gives you a hug. She doesn't give you crap about being in Cer- Cerberus. It's true. She's, you know, you know, it's like, oh, hey, like, you know, let, let's pick up where we left off. You know, we've got, you know, the universe is messed up. We've got stuff to do to fix it. Let's get on with it. You know, whereas, you know, whichever crew member you meet on Horizon gives you, you know, gives you stuff. Um, you know, I guess, you know, we'll, we'll get to, to Rex if, if he survived Vermeier later. But, uh, you know, he, I mean, he, he's at least somewhat warm. Well, I don't think but I don't even think then, like, uh... Tally, the first the first time you meet Tally. You know, like we we talked about, uh, you know, way back when the first time you tell you like come with me, she's like no, like I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not coming with you. You're like what, like what happened? You know, Garris is glad to see you, so it's 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 very hit or miss with the crew. The it reaction yeah. Shepard, and I'm glad that Liara comes down firmly on the I'm glad to see you. Let let you know here's a nice warm hug and let's uh, you know because even then as she, as you start talking about the you know because she gives you uh, some some little missions to do on Ilium. As you start talking about the missions, she's even like, look, she's like, I can't really talk like, go into depth about why I need you to do this. Not because I don't trust you. I trust you implicitly. It's because I got, you know, I'm worried about other ears in the, in the room. And so, you know, it's like, it's good to see, like, there's a crew member that like still respects you and your friendship survived the two year, you know, you know, the two years while you were dead. I don't know. I'd you know, say so your, your
2: friendship really like survives a lot of the crew members. It's just more of they're not in good positions to join you, and but call them oh, yeah. actually want to drop yeah. what they're doing and join you. and It's like, shit, I got stuff to do. Give me right. a moment. But I'm not.
0: Uh, but like you know, but it's like when Liara says, yeah, because that's what Liara says. She's like, yeah, I can't come with you. I got other stuff going on. It's it's fine. Like I'm it, like. You know, like again, like back with uh, with Caden, but really, it's either Caden or Ashley, whoever's there. Like you're like, hey, why don't you come with me? They're like, screw off, Shepard. Yeah. <laughs> you're working with Cerberus. Get you know. Yeah, I mean get out of my face. I, well, I think it's the
3: human survivor is the one that is really mad. Like even Tally yeah. is like, um, she doesn't trust Cerberus, but she's happy to see you, Shepard. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, but I don't know that that first Tally interaction. And again, we'll get into this more later. But that first tally interaction, like, it still felt a little, and it could just be too, like, you know, it's like she's surprised. I think she's just as surprised to see you as you are to see her in a, to a degree, you know, that you weren't expecting yeah. to run into her so quickly. Um, but yeah, it's like that, it, you know, she she seems a little standoffish, and then what, it seems like once she has time to think about it, she kind of comes around, which we'll we'll get into. Yeah. Um. But yeah, talking about Liara. So, Liara. Well, one, I mean, there's the Shadow Broker DLC that involves her that we'll get to. We'll get to that after we uh, we finish up the uh, the, the Reaper mission because that was one of the DLCs you could do afterwards.
2: Yeah, I want to play it does... now because it's one of my favorite DLCs. But uh,
0: mm. wait,
3: yeah, it's worth saving.
0: But other than that, she still has some basic uh, like information broker jobs for you to do. The first one is you have to go around and collect some data. So you got to disable some terminals. Or disable, like, some security on a terminal and then run to another terminal and upload some data. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird mission.
3: It's pretty fetch questy. It's fine. It gives you an excuse, I guess, to walk around Ilium if you didn't already have one.
0: Although I I feel like all the terminals were, like, kind of in a v- relatively short area. I didn't feel like it was really exploring Ilium too much. Yeah,
2: it was really but... just, like, the market area, I think it was. But basically, yeah. It was yeah, that's true. Much.
3: Oh, it's not this quest. Yeah, because she gives you, like, two quests. Um Yes. And I think one of them is actually to kick off the Shadow Broker mission, sort of. like I I, I think it wasn't in the base game, but yeah.
0: The second quest, the second quest, we can talk about that. That's the fun one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that's where you have to intercept some data to determine who's trying to, you know, like Liara's like, somebody's trying to kill me. We have to find out who. And so you have to intercept these data, uh, these data points. And then basically it's a riddle. It's a logic puzzle that you have to figure out. Like, you know, there's a, it talks about a Salarian and Aquarian and a a Krogan and they're all of various genders and they all have sort of various professions or I don't know if they have like aliases or whatever. Like, like, uh, and so you have to figure out like, okay, like there's the, like the, the, the the, the salesman or the representative. I think that's the Salarian. And then like what their reputation is and and whatnot. And then you have to figure it all out at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. And once you put it all together, it's, uh, you find out like all of the, all the, all of the aliens are male and the assassin is female. And so you go back to Liara and you're like, this doesn't make sense. Like, you know, I've got this list of four or five aliens and they're all male, but it says the assassin's female. And she's like, I know exactly who it is. And it turns out it's Nixaris, her secretary.
3: Right. Right. Which,
2: which to be fair, kind of obvious once you meet her, you're like, you are suspicious as shit and i feel like i should just put you down right now just to save me a headache later now but whatever can't because i'm paragon i have someone else do it for me
0: is there a race as duplicitous as the asari because you have nyxaris effectively working undercover here like as uh, against liara we talked about uh was it elnora who you know She's like, "Oh, I'm just some innocent little Asari girl. Please let me go." Nasana uh, Dantes. Yeah, Nasana's like, you know, yeah, not a. Yeah, she's not a nice person. Uh, you had that one Asari on Noveria who, you know, was like, "I'm I'm doing yoga. Leave me alone." And then she's like, "Aha! It was it was all a trick."
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, right. I,
2: the, God, is it we were talking about the one we, we we've tried to blow up multiple times? About the ending, the, I can't remember her name right now. The one we're trying
0: to blow up multiple times.
2: The one that Oh ranathanoptis. Yes,
0: that one. Oh uh, yeah. She but no, but she's at least straight up. She's like, look, I don't want to be here. Then you she, she just if you let her run away, she runs away. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's she's like that, but she always gets
2: herself into shit. While looking she like a, needs
0: a better headhunter. She needs to get like, you know, learn she, how to use monster.com or something because
3: um, man, I don't know. She definitely she definitely is duplicitous as well. Especially like if you let her live and you see her again and she's like, no, 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 I'll be good this time, um, in, in Mass Effect 2, spoiler alert, she is not. <laughs> so yeah. Her
0: her problem is just that she she has a very particular set of skills uh-huh. that let her work as a secretary for Krogan cloning, and <laughs> that you know, there, there's only so many jobs open for that in the universe. I uh, suppose, yeah,
2: yeah. I also think it's like it probably goes down to like that, uh, the. I think we talked about that bar scene where talking, they had the Asari dancer who seems to like, what's the word. The, the, the way they the way they look to everybody puts people at ease, so it's easier for you to be duplicitous. Everybody like trusts you for some reason,
0: but it's starting to backfire. I'm, I'm now every Asari I meet, I'm like, whoa. Should I just shoot you on sight? Like, Vic, <laughs> uh, that is racist. It kind of <laughs> is that way, yeah. Yeah. This this is what happens when you talk to Ashley too much. Yeah. Oh no,
2: Ashley, is spreading.
0: Which is funny though, too, because I'm like, like I said, like Liara. I'm glad to see her. Samara, you know, one of my favorite characters. So it's it's. I mean, I get you know. They, I guess they do a good job as far as running the gamut, but I'm I'm trying to think. Like, are there any? I mean, there's plenty of humans that you run into that is like, okay, this human like kind of, you know, wasn't worth trusting. I guess there's the occasional Solarian or Krogan that kind of, the Krogan don't really backstab you. They just kind of come at you straight. Yeah. They're just like, uh, they're not, they're not there for any kind of, uh, you know, like uh, ma- machinations. Yeah. They front yeah. stab they, you. Right. Yeah. Very, very forcefully. They frontstab you. <laughs> that They do. Yeah. The Asari, yeah, when they, when they, they don't, they don't come at you directly. They, they, they like to set you up and then then yeah, take yeah.
2: you down. I guess, I guess that's where it's really nice about, uh, I can't remember, God, my brain today. Omega. I can't think of her name. Oh, uh, Aria? Aria, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Aria, she's like, she's like one of the ones, like, very, very honest, very Krogan-like, because she's like, she'll...
0: Yeah, but we'll get into her history, too, uh, the next time we go back there. Because, uh, you know, she's she knows how to play the game. I mean, but Omega's the kind of place where you need to play the game. You don't get into Arya's position if you don't play the game. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but she, like, literally straight up tells you she's doing. she'll do shitty things to you. It's like, so if things bad happen, it's kind of your fault, you know?
0: Don't go, yeah, don't go messing around on Omega if you don't want to have her have, you know ever involved in your business. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but I think I think you're right. I feel like like in the Or not the Asari, the Sylarians are sort of naturally cunning, but they don't seem mm, duplicitous. It's such a good word. Like they don't seem duplicitous in the same way that the Asari are.
2: No, they're just very excitable, so they get like
0: Yeah. And the Turian, they they're also pretty straightforward. They don't really Beat around the bush. No, they, they yeah. won't rush at you like the Krogan, but they'll they'll pick you off at a distance. <laughs> yeah,
3: I think I think like the Turian culture sort of makes being you know dishonest or being a liar it's, it seems like a liability in that culture.
0: I'm trying to. I'm sure there are a few Turian liars, but they're all. They were all kind of outlaws anyway. Right. Oh, there <laughs> definitely yeah. are.
3: Yeah, there definitely are. But, but yeah, I mean Asari are it's not, sneaky. And the thing is, I think they use that, that their sort of natural charm to their advantage. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Also, right. So
2: we're saying Saren was very honorable. Or are we just saying he was just straight of an asshole. No.
3: <laughs> no. I mean he was No, I, I, yeah. Like but but I feel like he's the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, he was being indoctrinated. Also that, yeah.
2: I feel we also had a bunch of shitty Turians we had to deal with during the first game, and part of the second game we're dealing with shitty ones, so.
0: Saren had that problem where he shows up with, like, a mechanical, like, arm and, like, half his parts being mechanical, in that hologram presentation in front of the council, and he's like, yeah, I'm normal, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, so overall, it's good to see Liara. Uh, She can't come with us because she's busy being an information broker, and she has grown up a lot you know she's not you know again to to continue like the college metaphor like she's out in the world now she's had a job long enough that she's held it she knows what she's doing she's competent at her job um and she's you know she she's that woman you know if, if last time she was maybe like you know like 22 like maybe like a like you know like a college you know, like a college senior or maybe even like a junior now i'd say she's like you know like in her late 20s maybe even early 30s like she's a solid professional she knows what she's doing yep um and yeah she's you know she, she she's ready to uh, to face the world and she knows the world for what it is and she takes the world at face value and she's not she's not gonna get duped by anything at least not easily
2: I don't know she she, she she took the like that's true she took the shit and basically threw it in his face kicked it in the teeth and you know she is not a person you can like uh she's not as naive anymore
0: We'll come back to her then when we do the Shadow Broker DLC. Um, because I'm sure, I'm sure that'll be interesting. But let's move on. I think that wraps up everything on Ilium. I don't think we have anything further to discuss there.
2: Well, there was uh, some funny things on Ilium.
0: Oh, what do you uh, want to point out?
2: Uh, I did enjoy. When I was walking through Ilium. There was a uh, one of the news was talking about Desantis being assassinated and everything else, and I'm like, and hey, the stocks of the company increased because people now feel more <laughs> confident in the in the direction of the company. <laughs> I did, yeah,
3: I did find that very funny, actually. It's like, I yeah, oh, once, I was like, when <laughs> like, she ouch. died, people were like, yep, <laughs> that's good. That's good.
0: If only, if only we had known we could have played the markets. Right. <laughs> Do some GTA five shit on this. Yeah. Start buying stocks and then killing off the, the, the bad, uh, the bad CEOs and then watching the stocks go up and then selling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any anything else on Ilium before we move on? I don't think so. Uh,
2: do we want to talk? About, do we do we talk about the uh, the Krogan poet? Oh no, oh, we did not.
0: Char. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Forgot about yes. Char. Yes. Is he he will? Yeah, that, I forget where exactly he is. I think he's close to the uh, when you first get in there. But no, yeah,
3: he's, he's um. He's there with uh his friend. there's there's like a second set of shops, uh, where okay, um, yes. uh, Shiala and the okay. other like, yeah, um yeah, he's like or he's like over on the other side of that area.
0: No, uh, yeah, that's right. But yeah, he's basically trying to woo. he's trying to woo an Asari, and uh it's not going too well.
3: <laughs> his blue rose of Ilium. I hooked I helped this dude out. I felt yes I felt for him. Mm-hmm. And she seemed like she was like, oh, yeah, I really like him, but I shouldn't, but I do. I don't know. It seemed like they were well, meant to be to me.
2: Uh, yeah, it was also interesting because it makes a sense for uh, Sorry, they, they want to get material for multiple races, but majority of the races, they can outlive mm-hmm. no trouble. Like, you know, and she said, like, you know, stick so it out for a couple decades and they're dead. Right. No offense. attachment's to- But like Krogan, she's like, yeah, that's a that's a commitment. They can live just as long or longer than me. (laughs) This is a uh, this is a commitment.
3: That's a that's a lifelong, or yeah. I mean, I don't. I feel like it doesn't have to be. It clearly isn't like a lifelong thing because it seems like uh, other authority who have you know bonded with Krogan have have sort of moved on with their lives in the series. But yeah,
2: well, moved on or try to kill each other.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marriage in general, anyway. <laughs> that
2: is fair. Huh?
0: <laughs> no comment.
2: It's it's interesting here. It's like it's weird seeing a krogan be like a like one thing that's like a char. If you look at him, his outfit is very not as armored. He's a he's a mechanic. He's mm-hmm. just a, he he does like they said. He's got a good job. He does mechanic work. He's not just fighting. I'm like that's very unusual for a krogan. And one thing is like he wants to have kids and she's kinda of worried only because he has the genophades, he just there's no reason he wanna be there is to be a little baby maker, and it's like, well no, probably not.
3: Yeah. But to, I mean, I feel like her concern is a little bit legitimate because yeah. Well, it's
0: very, very legitimate, very valid. I mean that well, that's one of those things though where it's like, if as you're a Krogan it's like, I guess. You can either take your your shot with the Genophage and the very low low odds of you know any any results there, or you can you know breed with an Asari and then the problem with that though is you just produce more Asari. Mm-hmm. Like sure, like the Krogan genome is still out there and existing, but you're not. You're not making more Krogan. So if you I guess if you value the existence of a baby more than the existence of a, a, a Krogan baby, then I guess that makes sense. But
2: well, so it's also it's family regardless, is what it comes down true,
0: to. True. True. I think it's on Ilium. I think it's on Ilium where there's a um an Asari talking to her Salarian dad. Yeah, I think so. Like, it's it's not, there's not a quest or anything related. You, 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 they're, like, at a store, and they're talking about buying something or whatever.
2: Yeah, and that one's also kind of sad, because he's at a store trying to buy something for their, her mom, because he's a solar, he's going to have a short life, thing trying to find right. a memento for once he passes, because even by, like, short life standards of, like, humans or Turians, Solarians only have, like, a life of like, what was it, like, 30, 40 years? Yeah. Because they live, at like, a, a double time kind of thing. That's why they talk so fast. They live in a little faster time or something. Yeah. This, this also is not
0: the last time we'll see Char in this game.
2: No, sure. we'll get back you to
0: know, that. In the series, no, that, yeah. That's why I'm glad you brought him up. Yeah. That's why you, I'm glad you brought him up. But, but I think that wraps up everything on Ilium then, correct? We don't have anything further, at least at this point. We will come back. We will come back to Ilium. But uh yeah, so let's move on now to getting our last... Yeah, this is our last squad. Well, no, our last squad member for now. Uh, because out of the, you get three dossiers at, after horizon, you got the, just the car, the assassin and the engineer. And of course that is our good friend Tally. Yes. Finally. Yes.
2: Yeah. I thought, I thought we already talked about this, but I guess maybe I did it early in a different playthrough.
0: Yeah.
3: No, we have not. Um, I guess we'd like save the best for last.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we've not formally recruited Tally yet. So let's go ahead and hear about what happens when you go to recruit Tally. Shepard heads to the planet Haystrom where Tally was dispatched to study how the sun was dying suddenly. The sun has damaged the planet's magnetosphere, so standing in direct sunlight will deplete Shepard's shields. Death activity is detected. Shepard opens a door that was sealed by Cal Rigar of the Migrant Fleet Marines. Shepard fights through waves of Geth and is able to radio Cal Regar, who is bunkered up and needs support. The Geth dropship knocks down a pillar which blocks Shepard's path, sending Shepard to find explosives to blow the pillar up. Shepard gets through the blockage and continues on until they can radio her. Tally is beyond another courtyard, where Cal Regar is pinned down by a Geth Colossus. Cal is injured, and Shepard can choose how much to argue with the Marine about what his role should be in the coming fight. After defeating the Colossus, Shepard is able to locate Tally, who is pleased to see them. Tally elects to join Shepard on the Normandy, and upon returning to the ship, they are greeted by a frosty Jacob. So there's a lot to unpack there. That was one of the more enjoyable recruitment missions. I mean, they've all been good, but I think, one, just the fact that it's Tally. Um, Two, there are some little breadcrumbs to pick up on in there for stuff that happens later. Uh, and three, you get the introduction of, you get the introduction of more, more quarian. I think one of the, the nice things about mass effect Two is that they really expand the quarian race. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the, I mean, I think, I think we said this before in the first one, I think the only quarian you meet is Tally. And now here, I mean, we've already, even just the first mission, uh, you know, we ran into her before she had some squad mates with her. There was a uh, Vitor who, you know, we got to meet up with and yeah, they, they're, they're really going all out on the on the quarians and mass effect Two, which is great because uh, they're an interesting race. They're a fun race here. We get Cal rigor, um, who he won voiced by Adam Baldwin, yep. uh, who, you know, as a fan of F- firefly and Chuck, um, I was very, very excited by him, uh, showing up in the game, but two, he, he, he screwed up my playthrough basically because i had been trying to stay even keeled and not go to Paragon, not, not go to Renegade through, he, you know, through here, trying to choose like the middle option as much as I could. And you get to that point where you're arguing with him, like, okay, like here's what we're you know, here's the plan. You stay down and we'll go take out the, the Colossus there. And he's like, no, no, I got to take care of it. I gotta, and then that little Paragon thing shows up. And I'm like, Shepard, just, just smack some sense into this guy. Yeah. Like, well, and yeah. So like at that point, I'm like, I'm going Paragon for this playthrough. I can't, I, I, it's gonna happen i can't not and so yeah i was just like stand down you know we got this take care of yourself patch yourself up and how, how did you guys deal with him
2: patched him but but isn't this is also run where like we're all talking to him, we find out like his suit's been ruptured but he's like flooded his system with so much antibiotics and he's like kind of high at the moment <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he basically does say that. I also kept him alive just cuz again, Adam Baldwin like him. I, I don't know. I I mean, I played a, like a mean sarcastic shepherd, but I don't know. Not necessarily one who wants to see like innocents or, or folks on my side die. I mean, that's just not Look, it's just good business. You want even yeah. keep people upright well, who are going to help you advance your goals.
0: Well, in a way, I guess you could compare him to Nifdukal uh who we talked about last time in uh was it samara's uh yeah thing where you you know again you've got this guy hyped up on some substance clearly thinking he can you know perform better than he actually can ah, see he was useless um, though
3: so I sent him to get get killed because it was funny. Right, that's
0: the thing. That's the thing is that Niftu Cal has no ultimate you know like he, he has no ultimate purpose. Like he's he's literally there for Shepard to just have fun with. But like Cal Rieger like if he's functioning correctly, he's a valuable soldier. Galactic readiness. Like he should be a good member. Yeah, exactly. So, actually, I wasn't even thinking about that, but yeah. good call.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's, also, he's also, like, high up. He's, like, a pretty senior person to work with. and Seemingly. It's so interesting to see. Hmm? Yeah. Seemingly,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but it's also, like, why would you want to send the, someone might, might uh, cause more troubles by just, like, sit back. We got this. You might shoot me because you have too many drugs in your system right now. I don't like that. Me too. last time at least didn't have a gun, and weapon. This guy has rocket launchers, and that goes the wrong way. That's going to be a very messy situation for everybody.
3: This also, this encounter was, I would have said, one of the tougher ones, um, except that you can actually cheese it pretty easily.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, if you just How do you- bum rush up one of the sides, I always go to the far right. Uh, the um whatever that that machine is that now I can't remember harvester I think uh it can't really get a bead on you if you attack it from the side and you you can you do a lot more damage if you're closer to so you can you can just tear it up like fairly quickly and then pick off yeah. the small fries
2: small fries which is funny because we're on we're on a freaking planet being scorched by the sun nah.
0: everything's frying.
3: I like that mechanic, too. I thought that was really fun. Yes.
0: Yeah, I would. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, like, for a single mission, it's a nice little way to change things up a little bit. I would hate it if like it was like, oh, oh, yeah. OK, like the rest of the game. Now your shields are boned. Yeah. <laughs> what's like,
2: interesting about the about that mechanic, too, is if you have a grunt there, he doesn't have shields, but his 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 his, his uh, character will act like his shields have been broken.
3: Huh? Oh, uh, yeah. Um it's just susceptible to the heat. I think, and if, like, Samara doesn't have shields, uh, she has barrier, but same deal, like, it does damage to her barrier, I think. And if you play, like, a biotic with a barrier and without shields, same deal. I think it's just a dot is all it is. Because, I mean, if you stand there and your shields break, like, it will just dot your health, too.
2: Yeah, it yeah. like is just a dot. Yeah. Which is damage over time for anybody who doesn't know
0: what that means.
3: Oh, right. Sorry. Oh, no, but,
0: yeah, it's... It's a nice little added like part of the the comment that you're always looking for like where's the sh- where's the shaded area that I can take cover in and and stay out of this because yes I think the first time of the, uh, uh, there was one sp- spot where I was not in the shade and I thought I should be and like I, I was like why did I die And I'm, like oh yeah all right <laughs> I get it now. There's yeah, also
3: sh- it keeps you moving through the area. There's a lot mm-hmm. of hidden stuff in in this mission. Yes, uh, and it sort of. It tries to incentivize you to not explore, but I mean, yeah. But it's worth your time because there's there's a lot of stuff.
2: A lot of yes. good stuff. Like this this mission was also kind of funny because I played it before our recording for us and uh it made me a little bit late because I thought it was gonna be a shorter mission. I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> unlike everybody else's mission, this one's kind of long.
3: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is kind of long. Um, I feel like it's like a good half hour because it's, it's, it's like a big area and there's a couple like significant chunks to the mission.
0: And so the nice thing about this mission is that I guess now that Tally's had some time to reflect and accept the fact that you're alive, she's happy to see you again. (laughs) And like the fact that, you know, like she's excited when you call, I mean, never mind the fact she's also kind of in trouble. So like, of course the fact that Shepard shows up to help is, is, is welcome, but she's happy to see you there. The other interesting thing is that you find her logs and you're reading her logs as you move along, kind of tracking her. And one of the things that she talks about is because where they are used to be a quarian settlement. And, you know, this was, you know, possibly a place where the the quarian could have, you know, started to reestablish civilization, you know, or at least, or at least a place where like, they were like, okay, we can kind of set up a little, you know, a little settlement here and we can maybe get to a point where we can uh, you know, start to uh, think about breaking out of our uh, our environment suits. Um, but, you know, but obviously there were problems with the sun before they got to that point. But she starts to say, like, as she's walking through here, she's like, oh, this is so, you know, interesting. And, and she's looking around at everything. She's like, I wish Shepard were here to see this with me.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's like, that's, that's... cute.
0: I'm like, well, then why were you so, why were you so mean back on... Uh, was it Freedom's Progress yeah. or whatever? Was it the I first one? I don't think
3: she was mean. I don't know. She was just like, I got my own stuff to do. Uh, I don't
2: know. Uh, I, I,
0: her shoulder was very cold.
2: There was one problem with what you said there. They weren't having oh. problems with the sun originally. They're coming here because the sun has rapidly started expanding and causing more damage than it should be in the time frame that has they've last seen it. Like this right. isn't natural.
0: No, right, right, right. No, and you, you, you've talked about this before. I think with the, uh, the dark energy yeah. subplot in this game. Yeah,
3: they, they, they just kind of tease, like hint at, and and it seems like I, I remember reading, uh, something where they said, yeah, originally we wanted this to be a much bigger part of Mass Effect Three, and we just never like got the pieces together.
0: Maybe they can take those pieces and put them together for Mass Effect Five. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. Is there any dark energy in that image?
2: <laughs> it's dark image time, so maybe.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you if you
3: just watch it for a long time, sure, I suppose it'll continue to expand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm actually very curious because I think when this game came out 2010, the sort of state of the art in terms of the discussion around actual, you know, dark energy and the cosmological constant and all that stuff was was still pretty nascent. Like um I think, like, the scientific consensus has improved a lot here to a point where I wonder if they can still use Dark Energy the way they want. Like, Mass Effect, when Mass Effect came out, the first game, I think Pluto was still a planet.
2: Yes, it's still a planet. Yeah. was a planet.
3: Yeah. Um, still classified as a planet, not a dwarf planet or whatever. And I think it's it's kind of similar. At least, maybe this is just me, but I believe, that like, I definitely know more about what the heck Dark Energy is. I mean, not that we really know what it is, but have a better understanding of, of sort of its place in in the universe than I think people did in, say, 2009,
2: 2010. Well, it's just the basics of, like, most science fiction or any kind of stuff. Like, we go at our best guesses. There's like a lot of old science fiction just does not match up after we actually learn about, it. like, oh, that For sure. was not
0: correct. Or sometimes they get closer than they realize. <laughs> I suppose I mean if they want to keep it somewhat consistent, they just need to be like this is different dark energy. Fair. Put that in the codex somewhere. It's like
3: shadow energy um, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But
0: yeah, because I mean, at the at the end of the day, they have mass relays, which <laughs> an Ezo. Yes. Which yeah. Uh, yeah so it's it, it, they're they, they can only hew close to physics for so right, long. Right.
3: Yeah, because it is space magic at the end of the day, which is, that's a fair point. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. So it's. It's good to see Tally again. It's good to see, especially, I, I that's the thing that's fascinating, because I, I mentioned that journal entry. It's good to see that, like, even in her private thoughts, like, it's not like, ooh, I'm reading your diary, but it's kind of is that way. Like, oh, hey, like, you know, she, she is good to know that, like, she still, like, considers Shepard a friend. Maybe I, I'll admit, maybe I... I've, took the completely wrong impression on freedom freedom's progress and i've been harboring a grudge for no reason maybe i'm the caden in this situation
3: i, I just i do remember like i i kind of am with you here because i remember the first time i played um mass effect 2 i was so disappointed like it was like oh tally yeah you're gonna be in my group well you, you have other stuff going on it was very disappointing and she was a little cold because the, of Cerberus, so th- there is some truth to that. Like She's kind of like, I can't really talk to you because Cerberus.
0: The problem, too, is that, one, the only people you have on your team at that point are Jacob and Miranda, wow. and you're still feeling them out as far as how they are as crew members. So, like, any welcome face, but especially, like, Tally, like, uh, you know, I mean, I'd be like, oh, hey, uh, um... Uh, what, like, like, not, not that he survived, but Presley, for example, if Presley showed up, I'd be like, okay, you, I talked to you like once and you were kind of not that cool, but still, like, get on my team. Like,
2: you right. <laughs> just the familiar, the familiar faces that yeah. you're used to,
0: but especially Tally, like, I mean, you know, who is beloved as a character, like, and two, like, you know, like, in the in the loading screen, like that comes up, like she showed in there, like you know, she's a crew member, so it's, they're kind of teasing you, like, yeah, she's gonna join your crew, but not right now. And it's just like, come on,
2: yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's still kind of understandable stuff. Because, like, for Shepard, everything that happened was like instantaneous, where it tally, it's still like two years, two years is a long time, yeah. Okay, just think about it, like, us for two years it was like 2019 it was very different than we are in, tw- in uh, current years
3: 21, yeah. And and Cerberus did you know commit a terrorist act against Koreans? So yeah, yeah. Which her flip here yeah. is kind of interesting because she's just like, well, yeah. I mean, all that stuff did happen, but I guess you are still Shepard. Yeah, you do you do pull her ass out of the fire, so maybe that's that's enough.
2: That does that probably does help. Like, okay, you saved me. You're still here to help. All right. Yeah. Well, and you kept my buddy uh, Raya alive, so you know.
0: Well, I mean. But but it's it's more than that because, again, going back to that journal entry where she's like, I really wish Shepard was here to see this with me. Like, there's a very strong—like, like that indicates, like, okay, like, there's definitely a friendship. There's definitely a bond there that was established. Like, sometimes, you know, like, you, you play through these games. You talk to the characters a few times. You're like, okay— and then it's like they're like yeah okay you know we're just acquaintances it's not really a thing like with Tally you get the impression like no no we're, like she's a good friend like that that's kind of what i felt like yeah. like yes like i was watching them like yeah like all right you know like you're 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 one of my you know one of my best friends on the ship here let's go and at the end when you get her on the when you get her on board at least as a male shepherd i, I don't know i don't think this happens as a female shepherd but when you go and talk to uh Kelly Chambers and you're like, you know, you're like, hey, how's Tally doing now that we brought her on? She's like, oh, by the way, you know, she has a total crush on you, right? <laughs>
2: um, I did not hear this line. I must
0: have missed that. Must well, have... you played as a female shepherd, though, didn't you? I'm a male shepherd. You're a male shepherd. Yeah. Oh, I I don't know if you talked to it differently because I didn't. Uh, Kelly did not tell me that oh no she's like she's like can't you see like her her bio signatures go up when you enter a room and like you know and and and, like she just gives you know she's always looking at you focused on you and and all the times like yeah she's totally giving off vibes like if you if you want to go out with her she is ready you know she's ready and willing here she's oh really like i did i must must have skipped kelly
2: or something because like i did not get that brief down
0: no and i'm like whoa because again like because you know it was it's just it was just weird again going through like my, my canonical head playthrough here I'm like okay like you know I recruited Tally I'm like we're just gonna be you know like we're just gonna be good friends it was good to talk with her again I feel like she'll be like you know one of my you know one of my my good friends and then it's like Chambers throws this at me I'm like what like that's not at all what I was going for. <laughs> But I mean, she that's what does going for it, but
3: well, there you go. Yeah, you do not get this as, as female shepherd, but I do remember this conversation yeah. Where, where, yeah, Kelly's like, "Hey, you know that like she's craving your wave, yeah."
0: And then I run over to talk to her, and then it's just she's just like, "Oh yeah, engineering stuff," and then like nothing. Yeah, you, you have to you have to wait until you do her loyalty mission to kind of get get uh, get that out of her. Yeah,
3: it's a slow boil because I
0: don't I don't think
3: you can actually fully romance her in this game. Like, I think you have to wait till 3, yeah? Or does she is That's, she romanceable? Uh,
2: I don't... Uh, I want to say it's 3, you actually get the full romance you get, option. Like the, I think right. it's like... like you, try, I, have actually, I haven't tried to actually mail Shepard till this one, so I'll let you know at the end of the game. Okay, like, <laughs>
3: you can... You can like sort of make overtures towards her, but I I feel like you don't you don't get the the sort of like standard Bioware you know make out sex scene thing.
0: No, well the I mean, the problem is that you're not going to because she's got that bodysuit, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so it's. I mean, oh nope. that, I'm, I'm you know, wrong.
3: You can romance her in this
0: game. Oh no, okay, uh, my bad. But she still has the bodysuit. <laughs> she does. She does. So I guess
2: I guess it is three is where she you could lose the bodysuit. I think that's what it is. Okay, yeah. I still thought it was interesting this is like the first
0: time in a while we fought
2: Geth again. Yeah. yeah
0: they're not they're not a primary threat in this game. No. But they're still out there.
2: Yeah, I, I like yeah, do it feel like do feel weird or does it feel good with the new mechanics fighting against the Geth?
0: I mean, it,
3: it's better. Like the combat in this game is just generally better, so um i i I like the and i think they have the same sort of like enemy archetypes for the geth in both two and three and i like like the the juggernaut um or whatever i think it's the juggernaut um and the one thing i did not miss was the terrible like geth that you know flit around all over the place and like cling onto walls and stuff
2: the stalker one i think yeah yeah i was
3: real happy to not have those because they still have like get that can cloak and and will like you know sneak up on you and whatever but not having those those guys hopping around that are almost impossible to aim at that was good did not miss that at all
0: no so there's there's one part of the mission where uh as you're closing in on where uh tally is uh, there's like a walkway that you come over and there's all the geth coming out sort of down beneath the walkway. And so you can just shoot down onto them. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, after after you take them all out, then you come down the walkway and then the geth pop back up on top of the walkway and now you're in the kill zone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was a nice clever inversion that um, was like, oh, crap, now I've got to fight my way out from this. Because th-. it was, I mean, it was super easy. You just get up on top of the walkway and just pick them yeah. off. And you're like, yeah, this this is like this isn't a challenge. And then all of a sudden you get down in there um it, it's a bit like uh was it iron man 2 uh at the end when uh they're talking about like oh like you get up on that ridge up there you don't want to be down here this is the kill zone right. and then immediately all the robots show up and that's exactly where they're stuck <laughs> so.
2: right it's kind okay of it was also kind of funny it's just like a huh good idea Shepard. we're gonna do the same thing to you yeah see how you like it they're
0: learning and adapting Turnab- turnabout's fair play mm-hmm. Also, I think, was this the first time that we ran into the drones? Or at least for me, maybe it was the first time I ran into the drones. I don't know if they show up on other missions. The little little flying death drones. Oh, yeah, those
3: little flying jerks. Those actually come back from Mass Effect 1, but I don't, yeah, I don't think there were any on, yeah, I think this would be the first time you'd see them.
0: I don't think, I don't know why they felt, this like this time more so than last time, they felt like playing Duck Hunt. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Yeah, they they died they
2: died really quick. They die fast but
3: they're There's a little much. obnoxious to shoot. I, I like to use powers on, on those because the power is like home, which is much more pleasant.
0: And then Tali Tally does admit that she should have joined Shepard on Freedom's Progress, so it's good to good for her to admit that. Like where were you back then? But you know, better late than never. Well
2: she also had a big mission for
0: her people, so you know,
2: her people, yes, her yes. people comes out of her the other corns are very important to her. It's like we we'll want to make sure they live, they have everything they need, so
0: and then the other thing too is that uh, at the end of the mission, that Rieger tells you to keep Tally safe. Like he's looking out for her a bit. Like he's a big brother in some regard. Mm-hmm. And I find that relationship interesting.
2: Well, it's that, and also she's the daughter of the of the a of the major admiral. So you know, kind of like a
0: what's the word I'm looking for? Like he's doing his like he's doing his job. Like she she's important to the the fleet.
2: Yeah. Daughter of an important figure. So it's like, she's always been, like, important to other people, so she also has to prove herself, so, and then...
3: Yeah. (sighs) Like, she's almost nobility, in a sense.
2: That's the word I'm looking for, nobility.
0: She's the daughter of the fleet. (laughs) And then, at the end, Jacob greets Tally on the Normandy, and he's not really... I guess things get a little bit tense between the two of them, probably because of all the you know Cerberus and, and the Quarian not going well. To, to, to be fair, Jacob's not very warm to most
2: of the team who gets brought on. here. True, true. He's, kind he's of very to all of them.
0: He's very cynical and he doesn't trust anyone that you bring on. Like you know, you've got some other mission and you're going to stab me in the back. Maybe he's dealt with too many Asari in the past.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, Jacob's. I, I, I was thinking about this um one or two episodes ago we were talking about how cuz Jacob does greet like every new crew member and his it's it's such like a weird function that he serves and his reactions really feel like all over the map as you bring people in.
1: Yeah.
2: Also, why does he greet all of them and not Miranda?
3: That is what I was wondering is yeah, why is Jacob here?
0: Yeah, I- Miranda Miranda feels too, like she's like, oh no, she she's too busy filling out the paperwork for the mission. Like she doesn't have time, or she doesn't really like have the social inclinations to be like, oh hey, I should be the f- the forward facing person on this. I should be, you know, I should show up with a smile to welcome them on board. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine she's her doing that. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's just like, no, it's, it's not part of my official duties. I'm not gonna do it. You know, we we I you know I provide you with a dossier. I got their picture in a file. We're good. You know. Maybe Miranda's job might be like figuring out which room everybody gets assigned.
3: I guess so. It's just, I mean, she's the XO. She's the sort of lead Cerberus figure on the ship. Like she's the Cerberus rep on the ship. So it is, I don't know. I I find it. And Jacob, I'm not actually sure what Jacob's job on the crew is is supposed to be. He's in the
2: armory all the time, but he doesn't really. I kind of forget he exists. I I don't know why. I'm just like jacob oh yeah hi jacob how you doing um i mean I, I would always go talk to him and he has
3: probably about the normal amount of crew dialogue but you get him so early that you can burn through it really fast yeah, yeah. um and and like he i like jacob like i don't you know i don't love jacob but i like jacob he's like a he's like a second tier dragon age character for me um in in that sense you know what i mean like he's he's fine he's good he's that's fair. You know. He's there's nothing about him I dislike, and there's things where I'm like, yeah, you seem you seem alright, but
2: well, I just I just feel bad because I like, always forget about him. I don't mean to. It's like sure. he's not uninteresting to me. He just I just keep forgetting he's there. Like, oh yeah, I should probably hey, talk to you. I need to talk to you more and get your loyalty mission done. Right.
3: Um, but what is his job, like on the ship? Like I legitimately couldn't tell you. I like, because he's in the like, armory, maybe he does some stuff there, but like yeah,
0: I would guess he like the weapons master is the only thing I can think of. Okay, because like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, and and He's, to be, he, he like
3: Grunt doesn't uh, have a job on the ship. Garrus has given him has appointed himself a job uh, that is just calibrating until the heat death of the universe. Like,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: I, I I found out his job. His job is he he is the armory officer. Okay, his job is literally is maintaining the the crew's entire stockpile of weapons and making sure they all work.
3: Okay. That lines up. But then why is he greeting new crew yeah. members? Like who cares?
0: Who cares about? It? I think yeah. probably to collect their weapons. Like I I need your weapons so I can go keep them in the uh, sure. armor. Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> well, that's why he well he 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 greets Samara with respect. He he's rude to Thane or, or at least you know, not not necessarily friendly to Thane. He's not friendly to Tally. So I don't yeah I don't uh, there's no there's no pattern it's not like he's he's trusting the humans and not the aliens or anything like that but he's just yeah Jacob's problem like Jacob clearly has issues that Shepard needs to work through and I feel like and we'll get to this with his loyalty mission I don't feel like we actually address his issues
3: I think if like anything we, we we address other I issues I think if anything we make it worse <laughs> <laughs> We I'm excited to talk about this loyalty mission cuz oh, man oof Oof. Anyway.
0: Anyway, yeah. His his loyalty mission is one of the more interesting ones. We'll we'll say that. Yeah. But yeah. So his anyway. So Tally comes on, and then his his final line to Tally is, "Don't forget to introduce yourself to Edie, the ship's AI." Because he's just like, "I don't trust you, Quarians." What round? Oh yeah. Artificial intelligence. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that is a that is a hard dig. Yeah, it's like, dude. I guess he's a little bit of a space racist.
0: A little bit. He's like Ashley Light.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: One thing I was looking up, like
2: just this is a little off-topic, it's about Jacob, I just found it interesting in his trivia sec- section, is that uh, according to a cinematic animator, Jonathan Cooper, Jacob was pre-visualized as a male-slash-male romance option, with scenes matching shot for shot with certain sequences from Brokeback Mountain. But what? Wow.
3: That's,
1: that's
2: what it says. That's
3: really wow. lazy. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> just lazy. They, they,
2: well, it, it, lazy it, it, so hold, hold on, it gets mm. It gets better. If I get better, I'd be worse. They cut it because America isn't ready yet.
0: (sighs) America isn't ready for your your moody armory officers to hook up with another man?
3: (laughs) But we got Iron Bull, and honestly, that was a superior choice. So, not the same game, but still.
2: Great character, though. Oh, yeah. God, I don't want to go play that game again. That is...
3: But again, I mean, you think about it, think about, like, the... All of the Miranda ass shots and and the other mm-hmm. stuff that they do in this game, like this game plays like it. I mean, I mean, I would say it plays like it came from a different time. I guess it did because that was like over a decade ago at this point. Um, and they did clean up some of it in the legendary, so there's know, like less of it. But there, I mean, in the original, like if you recall, there's a lot of there's a lot of mm-hmm. fan service for a very specific audience.
0: There's that was it that meme of the one the one woman like uh you know this game uh you know here here it is this game is for the male fantasy or whatever Yeah that one meme and I feel like yeah that, she could have been talking about Mass Effect Oh yeah <laughs> she might have been talking about Mass Effect for all They I have know. talked about it with Mass Effect in those Right before. right and, and and there's I mean there's there's definitely a You're right there's definitely like a certain audience and it feels like from the developer standpoint it feels like there's definitely a certain developer that kind of you know made the game for that audience or at least is, r- it respects a certain audience more than others mm-hmm.
2: yeah um, it's like i think we also about, like this last the last episodes was like with this, like Faye and some are yeah. like they're more they're showing more like sexualized like things are like certain games they seem to be getting better with it's like it's nice to see things have changed a little bit in decades but I also definitely feels very older.
3: This Mass Effect 2 came out post EA acquisition of Bioware, and I wonder how much of like EA's frankly malign influence, you know, came in here, and how much was just Bioware. I I couldn't say, but um yeah.
2: I don't know. They had some interesting things in Kotor too. So. They
3: did. They did. And so yeah. it might just have been sort of the original staff. And and there's so much of this in in, you know, many and classic blizzard games and
0: uh oh yeah i mean we don't need to talk about all the the, the stuff they're going oh, yeah. through uh world of warcraft right now and and ripping out cleaning or, up um yeah yeah and, and and it's i mean i mean there are certain parts to it i mean some of it is like okay you know like you know if you're playing the game with like your you know like We'll say you you know like your parent in the room or something, but it could be anybody that you kind of anybody in the, in the room that you're like is you know is gonna kind of like snicker at video games when they do something mm-hmm. dumb, and it's like you're like you're gonna feel like awkward when you, like that like dialogue comes up while they're in the room. It's like okay, like but then there's also some stuff like you know like, like yeah like you know like like again like just in general like the the Asari like I mean like you could I mean there are articles that like break down like the gender. Treatment of you know in this game and stuff. I, I don't know if we'll ever get around to talking to that with the the structure of the show, but I mean you know I'm I, playing through this now with a 2021 mindset. Mm-hmm. Is you know there, you I mean, it could just be me because I'm a little bit older now and I just question things a little bit more. And I know I know what to look for as opposed to when I you know 2000 you know ten Nick you know playing the game and just being like yeah whatever you know the Asari the way the Asari are the Krogan are the way the Krogan are and and you know. Not really, you know, thinking about why that is. You know, why did the game developers choose to present them this way? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it feels it feels like it's a bit more noticeable. It's a little more rougher than it, it was in the past. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's where, like, I wonder if the, near, the game, like, the future Mass Effect games, if they will... How they'll change that. How they'll evolve that, like... I don't think... It's, like, definitely not the same people there anymore. Not the same people develop on this one, so really curious how things are going to change with that
3: i mean i think you can see the arc we'll talk about this in mass effect 3 with like cortez and you can also see the arc in inquisition like dragon age inquisition and in andromeda so you know i I think what's really happening like because i have no issues with sexuality in games or games kind of leaning into that aspect of, of human life like i don't i don't ascribed to sort of the American puritanical mindset. But these games never were puritanical. They were just for straight dudes uh, initially. Yeah, and I, I think they've gotten way better at that over time.
2: Yeah, like sexuality is is fine. Mm-hmm. It's how you present it and how you do it. And showing is the, what it comes down to. Yeah,
3: and sh- and allowing the entire spectrum of human sexuality to exist, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's something yeah. Bioware is definitely better at than they were, you know... Um, and I'm sure the writers probably were like, "Look, gay relationships should be fine." And somebody, you know, somebody higher up said, "No, this isn't for our audience." And it's good to see less of that happening over time.
0: I think that should wrap us up here. I was going to say we should talk about a side quest, but the funny thing, the funny thing about uh, this part of the game here is that all of a sudden you're doing you, once you do five quests after Horizon. You get ordered to talk to the elusive man. You can't not talk to the elusive mm. man. If you try to do anything else, they're like, "No, Shepard, you have to talk to the elusive man." Yeah. So I don't think it's quite been five quests. I think we might have jumped around and done some other stuff here, but yeah, next time we're gonna talk to the elusive man, and we're gonna go, uh, we're gonna go meet up with some collectors. I'm sure it'll go well. I can't see how
2: it could go wrong. Just I hope they're stamp collectors. Just bug people, you know. Just get some raid. We got this.
3: Perhaps they're NFT collectors. Oh,
2: no.
0: No. <laughs> they really are the worst villains. All right. So thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing. Thank you for downloading and listening. We are at Squad Goals N7 on Twitter. Also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash buttons. Also on YouTube at youtube.com slash buttons. Chip, where can people find uh, you? You
3: can find me at WD on Twitter and Twitch. That's the word double, Y E W D E E. I'm not really streaming much right now because I'm in the process of buying a new larger home and moving into it, but I'll get back on the wagon here soon. Uh, you can also find me here on the MASH network on Wondrous Tales, where every two weeks we talk about all the fun stuff in Final Fantasy XIV. Kura, where? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kura, where can, uh, where can we find
2: you? They can follow me on Twitter at k u r a b a r s K-U-R-A-B-A-R-A-S, or on Twitch.tv slash Kurabara. And uh, you can usually find me every week talking about Apex Legends on Dropping Spicy, and you can follow us there at Dropping Spicy. What about you, Nick? Anything cool?
0: And I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on WoW Talk, talking about Warcraft news and guild management, and also on the Torn and the Goblin, talking about Warcraft story and lore. Join the mash those buttons community on discord at mash.gg slash discord and email us your thoughts or questions at squad at mash.gg. Let us know uh, what you thought about uh, finally getting a recruit tally and let us know what you thought about Liara's character growth. Uh, email us. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it. If you can visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support mash those buttons and all our great podcasts including on patreon where for as little as one dollar a month you can gain early access to content as well as to patron exclusive content you can also check out our humble bundle affiliate link as well as our paypal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg slash support stay tuned to hear about other shows on the mash those buttons network for Chipping and Kura, i'm nick and i should go
2: see you commander this is my favorite podcast on the network <laughs> I like how we were just like, are we gonna do it? Are we gonna trip each other up?
3: <laughs> Nick's like, no, you're yeah. not.
2: No. <laughs> uh, Nick is our commander. <laughs> uh,
0: Assert my authority. Hit uh, the renegade, assuming our direct control. Yeah. <laughs>